The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Welcome to another Video Games to the Max. This is episode 178, and we are the official gaming podcast of W2Net.com, and also a partnership with Forumania.com, and Last Word on Life. And joining me here, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we are using a different uh, system than Skype, as we are trying to do this for all of the uh, W2M podcast, network podcast going forward, and uh, we're using Discord, so hopefully this maybe sounds better, I don't know, it might just sound the same, it might not be that big an issue with it's just being two people and not three or four or five or whatever, but I guess we we'll do see. have uh, plenty to talk about here as it's been literally two weeks since we've done the show, again, not one of those that we try to miss a week, but stuff happens. I am looks looks like closer to getting a job again, and yeah, having to do a lot of stuff for that job has been taxing, plus don't, falling asleep. Don't, don't worry, once you get the job, I'm sure the schedule will become wide open. <laughs> eh, it's a, hopefully it's 7 to 3, so it won't be that big a deal, but if I get the 3 to 11, or God forbid the overnight... Ooh, that's going to be fun, trying to do anything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let we can we'll get, we'll get into the games we're playing in, the, in a little bit here. For the most part, most of them are kind of the same uh, since last time. A couple that I couldn't talk about before that I can now. But the thing that kind of happened over the weekend that's the big, like, blockbuster was the D23 in Japan showing off the New Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer and it pretty much confirmed rumors that have been flying around for months about there being a Monsters Inc. world. You aren't too enthused about it but... Nope. <laughs> so, so why why your thing about Monsters Inc.? I just find the premise lame. Like it seemed like it always seemed like an ah, uh, like an ah, uh, real monsters like knockoff or like copy. That was done poorly. <laughs> well, it's obviously also kidified. All real monsters tried to actually be gross and scary. Yeah, so so it was better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad like that John Goodman's getting pretty work, but that's about the only positive I have in that franchise. Like the fact that it was like, I think it was like one of the three pack-in worlds for Disney Infinity One. It's like really this one. 
Yeah, that one was a little weird to me. Like, they have other worlds that would have been much more, you know, better also, for like, games. It remi- like, I guess that aesthetic looked a little too close to, like, Nightmare Before Christmas also. Like, with how the characters, like, transformed. Yeah, the way that Sora... Saw the Goofy look certainly, uh, especially Sora. He looks like he could have been right in the Nightmare for Christmas, which they had for the uh, the first two games already. Uh, Goofy looks like he took a really bad uh, marijuana brownie and ate it, and then just got blown up. Well, it's <laughs> funny because I saw some something on Kotaku about someone recreated Goofy from that and Spore, like the creature creator. Yeah. He- he does look like uh, that, too. I saw that, too. I thought it was funny. Like, all the people that had the great comments about Goofy. <laughs> like, well, it I, hit with somebody, uh, at I, least. I, I just think that, like, there are... I know Toy Story's in it, and that's a thing. Like, that's a good good world idea. But I think, just think mm-hmm. there are better Pixar worlds out there for them to explore. Like, my dream would be to go to, like, Wall-E world or something like that. I have a feeling that they were told specifically to stay in the early part of Pixar. And I don't think Bugs Life would have worked. Uh, Bugs Life always works. I guess. But <laughs> I think people just almost... I think people just don't don't even think about that sometimes as Pixar, like the first no, they movie. For, oh, they forgot about it because like, that's when Ants came out also. And right. people got them confused. It just so... Because... You have to think about going forward. This is the end of the first trilogy. There's gonna be another yeah, trilogy right. or whatever, and they're gonna have to rely on Pixar games a lot going no, forward. Like, no, no, they don't. Like there are plenty of Disney World that they can tap into. Like you say that, but like think about how, like how few Disney World have they like even gone to. That's not even counting. You know, Star Wars and Marvel is coming down the pipeline. Like that's that's nonsense. I think, but, the, but also, <laughs> I think they're kind of try to push more modern going forward. So they are. We don't even know if there's Star Wars or Marvel worlds in this. It looks like there may be oh, one of the two. I don't think there's going to be both. I don't. I don't think there's going to be anything in that in Kingdom Hearts three, honestly. Which would make sense. I think. But like, even like, like. I mean, I know we talked about it, but even like the Incredibles would be better. I know there, like, there's the Monster Hunter or Monster, what's that, Big Hero Six? Yeah, Big Hero Six. It? Like they they share a lot of common similarities between like just overall idea, if not aesthetic. But I would take like an Incredibles world much over fucking Monsters Inc. <laughs> and I'd agree with you. There's a lot more to do uh, there. Like I I, I just think that. Like what you said when I brought it up was that they're not going to have two very similar worlds like that in the same game when they can really take another Kingdom Hearts game and build something big on Incredibles and then also be able to include whatever's in Incredibles 2 as well. I mean, you say that, but that, but knowing them, it'll take another fucking decade. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, it'll take another decade, but... Like, I'll, like if not, if they're not going to do, like, a Wally world, like, my idea would be then for them to do Inside inside Out. I feel like they have to do Inside Out. But based on Sora. Yeah. 
Like that, like that'd be a very cool world to try to like explore. Yeah, but plus not... you've got all these things about memories and whatever, and they they talk about that in the trailer because uh, he mentions uh, Marluxia, the the other uh, whatever the hell I can't remember their names now. The uh, the the main villains, the guy that's there mentions Marluxia, and he's like, "Who's that?" And so it goes back to the whole chain of memories and the other Isn't games. Weird? Is it weird that, like, Sora has amnesia like every other game? Yeah, but <laughs> this is Nomura, so I guess not. Like, he's he's so weird in how he does these things, and it's, it does feel like that. Like, why is it he forgets everything that he does uh, in this world? Does he take, like, a big sleeping pill every time? He, he just gets roofied every, every, at the end of every game. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it seems like. The for the for what what is there? Um, I did like the joke with Boo and the Mike Wazowski, which is you know it's used in the movie, but still, it, I thought it was funny. The it does seem like you can change some of Sora's attire from the Monster World because he goes from wearing having the gray legs to the like the striped orange ones. Uh, Ariel shows up randomly when they're in this like grassy world, and I don't I, know if she's a summon or if that I, was a special. I, I hope so. I don't want to fucking explore New, like Atlantica again. No, yeah, we don't need to go to Atlantica again. It seems like no. Uh, there like was the a first, hint of Rapunzel in there too. The first one was kind of passable, but like not fun. And the second one is just like a weird lame mini game. I think that they kind of knew that the first, it was like annoying to go through that world, and they just said, okay, well, we kind of have to have it, so they didn't have to, but they might have felt that they had to have it, and okay, let's just make it shorter, so it's less annoying. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, the, that, anytime I see battle footage of that game, it looks very busy to me still. Oh, yeah, it's basically taking Kingdom Hearts 2 and just putting more stuff on the screen. Like, especially all, like, the different weapons you get. Like, you mentioned, like, the teacups and, like, there's, like, the yo-yo thing and it looks like Sora has, like, a, like, a dozen the different weapons. The Toy Story hammer not... thing. Yeah. It's like, holy Christ, like, how are you going to be able to, like, handle this? And it Especially seems like not... you can switch through them at will instead of like in the fir- the other games where you had to actually go in the menu, yeah, and do it. So, also, like, especially with the party size getting to be bigger now. Yeah, th- I mean, I think that's nice instead of just having the three. So, I guess, uh, I, I, it... guess I can no, lo- no longer have to swap out Goofy all the time. <laughs> yeah, even though I usually always just swapped out. Uh, Donald, because I could already Sora could heal, so I didn't really need the the guy that would just waste all my items. But yeah, yeah, I think the most like the biggest thing for me was the Toy Story stuff. Just uh, I like the Toy Story part with the them all finding him, and then. I guess that's a special attack where the Woody and Buzz get on the big rocket and they. It goes in the air, or whatever. I mean, and... it looks like that cinematic thing from Toy Story 2. Or not, yeah. not Toy Story 3, Kingdom Hearts 2, I should say, sorry. 
Yeah, that's true. The I did like the different like villains that the the one where he's like jumping in the boxes and then he has to land on top of whatever that is that he's attacking and just uh like you said, seems like there's a lot freaking going on. So Yeah. I guess the most important thing to take out of it is that they are still saying 2018. So, E3, maybe we get the release date. Which... I mean, I still don't think it'll be this year. I think it'll be this year in Japan, maybe, but not in America. <laughs> I think that's going to be all at the same time. They did Final Fantasy all at the same time, right? I don't think so. I thought it was a worldwide. I can check, but fifteen. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Maybe. I I think with them also announcing the theme song, uh, they had a little bit extra of a trailer there at the end with Riku showing up with Mickey and putting his Keyblade down, and which I really couldn't tell it was Riku for a while. How much uh, of the original cast do you think they get back? I mean, it's not like Hayden Panettiere is doing anything. Uh, She's on Nashville, the most popular show on CNN or Country Music Network or whatever it's called. Oh, that thing's still going? I thought it was dead. <laughs> and Hulu's just got it. Oh. I don't know. You might be right. I I thought it was dead. But oh, it's still going on. I know that because they're okay. Yes. Never mind. Hulu just might have the rights to it, or yeah, it's on CMT. Sorry. Ah, that's probably why. Yeah, it's, I don't even View doesn't have any of the like the when I had View, it doesn't have MTV VH1 or any of those channels. So yeah, so it's better for it. <laughs> yeah, so I never saw anything that happened on CMT at all. Uh, so, I I guess that's good. I, I it's, They probably have to pay some money to get her back then. Uh, is David Gallagher doing anything? No. And then, I mean, Haley Joel has been really doing... I imagine he's, that he is back for sure. I mean... He's, he's actually acting a lot more recently than you would expect. Like, he was like in an X-Files episode like two weeks ago. I still don't think he's, like, going to be... He hasn't done anything that makes it go to where he's commanding any more than he was No, no, before. he's not, like, the big, the big kid star he was. I mean, yeah. But... I'd imagine they'd try to do a lot to get him back because it's Sora. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, even know sure. how much Kyrie's involved at this point. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm not even sure how much, like, he can hit that voice, though, anymore. Because he was sounding, like... More mature in two for sure. Oh, yeah, but they have him grow with each series, and uh, the, the Japanese voices are never anything to go by because they'll go totally different. Oh no, I just I just yeah. meant an American. Yeah, yeah. Was he in Kingdom Hearts two point eight? Uh, I don't know if he talks in that game. I think the. <laughs> The only part that's new is based on Aqua, not him. Okay. So, yeah, I know nothing about that game, so... Yeah. I I, I've, never, I've actually covers, not gotten expect. to that part. I'm still trying to play through Dream Drop Distance, which that's also what that world reminded me a lot of, is Monsters, Inc. really felt like, well, you do see the 
the little dog thing that he rides on from Dream Drop Distance, but that area reminded me a lot of one of the early areas that you visit in Dream Drop Distance, so I was like, they didn't do a whole lot to change this. But, you know, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, no, I was just going to mention the minute, the second the bad guy showed up, I was like, yep, that's a bad guy. He has zippers on his coat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he has a weird name. <laughs> yep. So you know that, too. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's going to be parts of this game where I think we're all going to be lost. Because unless you played all those games recently, who the heck's going to remember some of this stuff? I just... I, I, I like Kingdom Hearts just kind of for the surface level battle system hmm. and like the surface level story. The people who like subscribe to like the whole, it was all planned out like nonsense or like the whole timeline stuff, like the Zelda timeline freaks, those people need to get lives. <laughs> and there are plenty of people that are just obsessed with everything those games have in them. And to be fair, Nomura did plant a lot of freaking holes and possibilities and conspiracy theories in there and all that. But it's like, I don't think you really need to be obsessing over them that hard. You will be just fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think we kind of covered that all uh, in there, but, Plenty to. I don't know how you're not uh, big on the the theme songs or whatever, but after listening to it two or three times, it's cool that they got Utada Hikaru back for doing the the third game's theme song. I kind of got used to it after like the third time, but I still don't think that it's one of those like big hitters like the first or second one. Yeah, it's not as peppy or energetic as the other two. Yeah, supposedly Stephanie says that she's kind of gone more mellow with her newer album, so I guess it was matching that. Isn't she known for J-pop, though? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it just depends on when they're actually showing what the intro is and not a bunch of clips over it randomly. Maybe it connects better. Oh, that'll just be the intro. Nah, (laughs) just random clips of... Like the Hercules world and I mean that's what Her- that's what Kingdom Hearts two was. <laughs> yeah, but that one was because you're trying to remind people of the first game. But this one is also what? trying to remind people of like twenty other games. So no, Kingdom Hearts two had a stupid staircase thing. It's like that didn't happen in the first game at all. It's like what is this? Well, no, it had the staircase thing, and then. Eventually, it went into a thing where it like sort of recapped the first one. Yeah, um, barely. It just showed like a wave of water, and that was about it. It's like, okay, well, sort of got the the barely gist, but okay. All right. So, what have you been playing in these two weeks? Uh, the usual stuff. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Still kind of banging away at that. Uh, Anything I did new of, on that front that you? I did one of the big story missions. I forget the some elder dragon, which isn't actually a dragon, which is weird. Uh, it's like a story mission where 
it's coming up against two barricades, and you have to like you're attacking it from both barricades to like stop it and like bring it down, but it goes horribly awry. Big surprise. Um, that mission kind of glitched out on me. <laughs> like I died like halfway through, and I just respawned, and like I didn't die. Like I just was just like. It's just like you went down. And I was like, I still had half my health left. Like, what happened? That's always nice. Uh, I got the Horizon Zero Dawn Palico armor finally before it like expired. So my cat looks like a mechanical cat now with like a big glowing eye. Hey, that's cool. Well, that's about it. I mean, it's still fine. I don't know how much I'll keep playing. Uh, I have a friend who constantly wants to play, but like it's just not like the gameplay, like the hunting is just not impactful enough for me. I mean, I'm only using dual blades, and I know like the other weapons are stronger, but they're slower. Yeah, but I guess they're more powerful, right? So they would help take down the enemies faster. Yeah. Uh, what else? I beat Mario Odyssey the first time. I just did the Bowser. I have like, you know, 180 moons. So now I'm trying to collect more. I'm up to like 280 now. That's a pretty good number. I got uh, Mario's skeleton suit, which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It only took 9,000, you know, coins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just did the stupid jump rope. Getting 100 jump rope jump thing, which is annoying. So it just glitched out the game. Yeah, you sent me that. I was like, yeah, that's why I just did the 30. Yeah. I mean, it takes... I, I mean, there's ways to do it easier, but I'm just like, eh, screw it. And the other game I've been playing is Battleship Brigade. Ah. So nothing on Dynasty Warriors. No, thankfully. <laughs> Uh, Monster Hunter has been selling like crazy, as uh, it has been making people buy PlayStation 4s in Japan, which that's a thing in itself. Uh, it's made a Sony huge money over there. It's also shipped 5 million units worldwide. No. six. Or six now, so... Uh, I love how they updated their own story in the middle of <laughs> their thing. And, yeah, it's uh, it's faster than any game in Capcom's history, which, I don't, it's not that surprising to me because of how much all I've ever heard about Monster Hunter World, and I've listened to so many people talk about it, and read it, and whatever, is that it takes out all the BS from the other games and streamlines this for people to be able to get into it. Plus, you have the community that sort of wants to help you. So, that makes it a, a lot better for people to buy this, and it it's there for the casual if they want it. I don't know if it's a I game mean, that just appeals to everyone. That, but That might be true to an extent, but it's still not an easy game to get into at all. <laughs> Oh no, I imagine not. Like, um, but yeah, like I'm, I, it's not surprising it's selling because two reasons: one, Japan, and two, like what else is coming out recently? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean like... everything that's that's come out until now has been, uh, you know, you got DBZ, and then you got indies that are making noise like Celeste, but those aren't things that people those just aren't... go out of their way to buy. Those aren't games that are. I mean, Celeste isn't going to sell four million copies. No, it's not. No. It, Dragon I mean, Ball. Dragon Ball might eventually though. <laughs> if they can ever fix the online. But, you know, and maybe uh, being at Evo will certainly help uh, the Dragon Ball. uh, I mean, I look at Dragon Ball's online problems as they were caught unaware, which is, I mean, it's a problem, but it's not a bad problem to have necessarily. Like, they didn't know. I imagine they underestimated how popular the game was going to be. I mean, I guess... Based on, well, yeah, by the time the hype was coming out for it, they were pretty much done with it. Yeah, so, it's not like you can like re- rewrite the network code. Like, you know, it only takes two weeks. Like, I do find it interesting that Microsoft bought out the thing that they use for their online, which a lot of other companies use as well. But, you know, it's Microsoft. They were apparently wanting to buy, like, everything on God's green earth at the moment. So... You know, except for anything that might get them more games. Well, they they kind of need them, right? So, I, I don't I don't blame them at all necessarily. But since we're talking about Evo, Dragon Ball Z Fighters is in there, and which surprised some people because it probably also means that it knocked out Marvel's Capcom Infinite, which. That's like the first time I think in a while that a Marvel vs. Capcom game has not represented there. So, I mean... Well, when you have a bad Marvel vs. Capcom game, what do you expect? Yeah, basically it takes... It's a bad port job of the Ultimate vs. Marvel Capcom 3, right? And I, mean, I think they... I think... They might change one or two gameplay things, but yeah, like that gem system is new, but not good. And like I, I see no buzz about that game at all. Like they dropped those DLC characters a few months ago, and no one's cared really. And Capcom seems to have dropped the game like a hot potato, also. So yeah, I mean. I think it says a lot when that game came out and, like, there wasn't really a lot of buzz for the game when it was coming out anyway. Yeah. So... The only thing that when that game came out, people were talking about was how crappy the, like, special edition was. Yeah, and then, you know, how bad Chun-Li looked and they had to redo her. And it, it to me, it's amazing that you have an unreleased Blaze Blue game in here uh, over... Marvel's Capcom, I think it shows definitely that people are not wanting to go play it. They have two different Smash Brothers in here. Tekken honestly, 7, of I'm, course. Honestly, I'm surprised Street Fighter Five isn't there also. <laughs> well, the arcade edition is apparently worlds better than the original. So, uh, all I've ever heard, for, and I'm in a group that they play that a lot, uh, one of these you know gaming groups, and there's a lot of people that talk about how good it is, and how they wish this was the, you know, version that came out the first time. Uh, 
I've yeah, seen nothing but. It only took a year to get it all to get it all right. You know, it's Capcom. Sometimes this stuff happens. Uh, I think when you're trying to rush something out the door like that, I, I think they just got into too big of a rush, and Sony might have had something to do with that. Who knows? And you know, I don't think it was Sony. I think it was them. They wanted they wanted to get it out for their fighting game door. That too. But at least they learned their lesson and made a better game. You know, they could have just just said, "Okay, we're just going to release DLC characters and not care about the rest of it." So, I, I imagine least. eventually, did that Fox Disney deal ever officially go through? Oh, they got a. I think they have to wait like a year for that to go through, or at least a while. It's going to be months. I imagine like when that eventually goes through, Capcom will announce like ultimate. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and it'll be like, here's 10 X-Men, here you go. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know that it will help by then. People won't care that much. But... Yeah, people people didn't care about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 much either, and then when Ultimate came out, people were like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sometimes we just get the special edition, we're good at it. You know, we just finished talking about the Street Fighter yeah, 5. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. You just got to make a good game at that point. People uh, certainly care. Uh, just before we get into the new stuff, I guess I might as well go into this. Um, uh, play Rating History of Perfect Chronology comes out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday morning when we're actually doing this. Uh, it is a, a pretty good remaster of the original Rating Historia. Uh, now on 3DS instead of DS. Uh, it adds new stuff into the story, which if you're like me and you didn't play the original game, I have no idea when the new story stuff is being put in and when it's not. Uh, but still, it's it's pretty good. Like You go back and forth in time and use this thing called the White Chronicle to basically change things that happen in one area and then go back and try to you know figure out how to fix things what was caused by that. It was one of the better RPGs on the DS uh, at the time. So if you're a big RPG fan, you know, might be worth checking out. Uh, Night in the Woods is Night in the Woods, except on Switch now. Uh, So if you haven't played Night in the Woods yet and you have a Switch, I'd recommend it because it's great portable. Uh, You don't have to sit in front of your, you know, TV and walk around with me and all that stuff, but definitely Night in the Woods, one of the best games from last year, so still well worth getting, period. And Crossing Souls, which I've only played the demo right now, um, I wanted to wait for a little bit to actually get started on the full game, but pretty much it's a, a nice like introduction to what the game is, which is almost like a, I want to say like a point and click, but not because you're not pointing and clicking, but it uh, the characters are pretty nice. It has some great 80s nostalgia in it. Uh, the demo is on the PS4 store if you want to download it. Uh, game also comes out on Tuesday. It's uh, from Devolver and it's from a Spanish developer called Four Attic. Uh, it was weird because I was sitting there reading all these tweets in Spanish, and I'm going, wow, th- these guys uh, must have a lot of Spanish people that work there. 
And then I figure out the developers from Spain. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just love the fact that it's like, it's set in 1986, months before I was born. And like, there's just like so much, of course, they don't use the actual names of anything, but they're knockoff names. So you can tell immediately what it's supposed to be. And it's just, it's like a really just like nice romp through what the 80s would have been like. And and just kind of going through their story and meeting these characters and it's pretty good. I think anybody should at least check out the demo, see if you like it, and you know, then pick it up on your PS4 or PC if you want to. But that's uh, pretty much it for me. I finally got that Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth review finished. Still have to write the one on Fantasy Hero, but that should be pretty quick. And yep. Then I can just get into what. Relax. Do what? Then you can relax. <laughs> I don't know, because I have to get straight into Radiant Historia and then Crossing Souls. <laughs> I don't ever get to relax, really, and hopefully, well, hopefully somebody will want Secret of Mana if it shows up, because I don't know if I can play all that at the same time. <laughs> uh. But yeah, we'll get into the what's coming out this week because I think this is one of the fullest weeks of games that we've had since. I mean, the 26 had some heavy hitters. That that week had had some heavy hitters, but this one has like an absolute full week of stuff uh, coming out from a lot of different people. Uh, we'll get into that at the end. But speaking of Nintendo, uh, you know they announced Metroid Prime 4 at E3. Just a big old shot that said coming soon or 2019 or whatever. Didn't know who was developing it. Everybody assumed it was retro. Then comes out that there's a Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze remaster coming. And you're going, well, I guess they could be working on both games, but they're not. Uh it's actually Bandai Namco, who is also the one responsible for the Smash Brothers, recently on, on Wii U, and they've been doing a lot of stuff with Nintendo recently. This isn't totally confirmed, but they're doing that whole we're not confirming or denying thing, and there's multiple sources from Eurogamer reporting this. I think this is cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, as long as it's good right that's all that matters is you know the last time that they worked with somebody that wasn't retro on a metroid game you got metroid other m and that wasn't very good so wasn't metroid freedom force like someone else also oh freedom i don't really count freedom force because that's on 3ds but that yeah when that came out it was so sad because it's like you could tell nintendo when they were showing it off at, in the direct, we're kind of like, we don't know what to do with this either. Yeah. So. Yeah, Team Ninja did uh, Metroid Other M. <sighs> which is probably one of their lesser. <laughs> Considering Team Ninja's tracker right now, they also had a hand in the city of NT. So, <laughs> so are there, uh, what you're saying is they're at the top of their game? No, <laughs> they're not. But 
you know, they all can't be winners. Well, Stephanie liked Team Dissidia. She's the only one. Well, but... you know, <laughs> Stephanie liked it, but both of us know that that game has issues. Uh, and that's the point. You you didn't have to play the full game to know that that game has issues. It was the game. The game, that was it. Like, when the game forces you to play the other modes to get the story, which is nothing, yeah. uh, and you can watch it in one hour on YouTube, and you literally really learn nothing, I don't know what the hook to this is when the online mode isn't great. And it's a team game, but you can't see what the other people in your party are picking, so you can't make a good team either. So you can just go get absolutely owned online, or maybe you own the other people, but that seems to be pretty rare. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll fix some of the stuff and... It'll be cool yeah, but to see some of the other characters in there, but yeah, but it has Kefka in it, so who cares? Kefka's great. I I do think he's great in the story. He's funny. I have always. no idea what game he's from. So Final Fantasy VI. Is he that is the Terra one? Yes, he's the main villain in Six that like destroys the whole world because he's he doesn't give a shit. It's great. I never played Six, so oh well. You... Uh, six is awesome, uh, but yeah, I, uh, the music is awesome though. So uh, you know, uh, I will frequently listen to that on YouTube. Isn't it just uh, remade, redone tracks? When those are awesome tracks already, and you put them into a medley and stuff, uh, I'm not gonna say no. But they do have new songs as well. It's, I think, like five or six, but they, like, medleyed the crap out of those, too. They have, like, three different versions of the song that you hear in the open and, like, three different versions of, like, two other songs. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, This is interesting here from Nintendo. They wait until a year after the Switch releases to finally make the Nintendo points work. Now, technically, you can use the Nintendo points to buy stuff on the 3DS, but when you buy a Switch, you want to use gold points on stuff for your Switch. That makes sense, right? The issue is that right now, your gold points are only good for a year. So, people like me that bought the Switch at launch, if this isn't launching until early March, does that mean that the gold points that I got for buying a Switch... And buying any digital games, like when I bought Setsuna and Fast RMX, I'm not going to be able to redeem those? Or yeah, are you probably. guys going to get people to pass on that? Because, yeah, Nintendo, that seems kind of shitty. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's a bad rewards program, but... They're not going to reward you for, you know, they're not, it's not going to be a good one at all. Well, I mean, like, okay, I, I know it's like, what, 5% of whatever you paid, but 
still, I mean, I mean, remember uh, Sony's half baked idea to like turn in trophies for points or for like money. It was like turn in a hundred platinum trophies for what, like ten dollars. It's like what? Oh yeah, that thing's no awful. Yeah. I don't know. As as long as I just think that's kind of bad, though. You're, I I would think that they'll actually they'll just give everybody a pass, but it seems kind of weird that you're gonna wait until after the year where you've had the switch out to release this, and then there's a chance that people that bought your system that is making you all this money at launch can't use your points that you got for buying the system. Just hope they fix that. Uh, you should have waited, man. Like I did. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but, I mean, I couldn't have enjoyed uh, Zelda at launch. Then, or... Yeah, but you didn't like Zelda, so there you go. Man. I like Zelda, so I, I didn't I, like, love it. I win. <laughs> yeah, you do. Fair. Fair enough on that one. Uh, South Park Fracture But Whole is coming to Switch. I don't care that much, but uh, I mean, might, if might you be a good mobile Fracture But Whole. Might be a good mobile game. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's like 20 or $30 on Switch at yeah. some point, I might get it, but I don't know, I'm not rushing out to to buy that game. I, I don't know, I, are you excited about Fractured No, it, it'd be cheaper on, on consoles or PC for me. Oh yeah, because this is probably still going to be like full price. Well yeah, for at least a year, if not, you know. Switch games don't, don't seem to go down in price that much. No, their sales are just it was like this on the 3DS, too. Like, when they do a sale, their sales are not like anybody else's sales. They're, yeah. It's pretty like rare it, that, you know, something will be $5 that's actually worth something. Like, I think I saw, uh, oh, what is it? I think Golf Story is down to, like, 12 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. But what, isn't the full price 15 or 20 yeah, it's twenty. Yeah. For an indie game, that's not too bad. Yeah. No, it's fifteen. Oh well. So it's down three dollars. See, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's how they do their sales. Like, oh, yeah. three dollar sale. Like, I mean, I get it when like Sony does the whole, oh, this game just came out, let's reduce it by like two dollars. Yeah, like, but they I, also have even like a. Backlog, like even six months out, like they tend to reduce games by like forty percent, fifty percent sometimes. Yep. It's that whole Nintendo wants to keep their value, and I, I mean, for what? Nintendo games, that's fine, but not for other games. Yeah, you think you'd want people, to, you'd want to encourage people to do that so that you have more of these online, these purchases on the Switch, but. I think also those companies probably feel like, well, people will almost buy anything on Switch, so, you know, why not? 
Let's get him. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it as high as we possibly can. Uh, speaking of, like, Tiny Build made an entire YouTube presentation to tell you that almost all their games are going on Switch. Uh, of which Hello Neighbor is bad. Yeah. And I think Punch Club is okay. I know you liked it. Somewhere. That's cool. I mean, I don't know if I play it like on a Switch, but it's one of their good, better games. And like Cluster Truck, and which, yeah, that. <laughs> uh, I, there was a couple other ones I can't I can't remember right this minute, but it's not like we're all just loving the or just remembering every uh like I love Mr. Shifty. That is their best game that they ever made. Uh, you should pick it up if it ever goes on some kind of sale on Switch. But, yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is the NIS, when they did their thing on Friday, almost all their games are also coming to Switch. Uh, except for some of the... I, I guess it's, it says something that some of their bigger ones are not. But, uh, like, the the remaster of the Labyrinth of Refrain that's coming, uh, that's only been, that's, like, coming to the U.S. finally, or the West finally is showing up on Switch. The, however, The Lost Child is not, which is one of the, I think, more anticipated games from them. And they are getting a whole tense, you know, the Genso Wanderer, like, collection. And they got Birthdays at the Beginning basically renamed, which I guess that's cool. That game was okay. And Penny Pension Princess, too. I haven't heard of any of these games. (laughs) Yeah. The only reason I know is because sometimes you have to go deep down the NIS rabbit hole. (laughs) Like, the only thing I... Doesn't... Don't they do Disgaea? Yes. Why isn't that coming to Switch? Uh, well, they had the the Sky Five. That came to Switch Switch last year. I thought it was only a PS4 game. Okay. No, yeah, they have the the completed editions on Switch. Okay. And put out out the other four, or you know, however many there are. You would think so, right? Since they're releasing it for PC slowly. Yeah. Uh, It took took about a year to get like two out. I thought they would say something about 3 uh, and they they didn't uh, they did sort of say that they're remaster or like doing a remaster or remake of 1 and they're also doing 6 but they did not like say anything about it at the press event so they may yeah. just not have enough to show right now or whatever oh. but One's probably still the like the Sky One's probably the, still the most popular one in the franchise, right? I would think so. They still use some of those characters as like their like main thing that they show. Yeah. When you think of NIS, so yeah, don't uh, don't blame them at all. There, I know a, a game that you're interested in, Vampire, finally gets a release date. Yep. Around E3 time, June fifth. 
So I hope it's good. I mean, we'll see. Like, don't nod. Does kind of have this sketchy track record, but it looks good. I've been watching some of their web series, uh, but you know, the watching some pre-release footage sometimes doesn't mean anything. You know, when you start yeah. playing it yourself, that's when you uh, realize it. That's like when you saw Remember Me and was like, this game looks great. And then you played Remember Me and I was like, this game is kind of janky. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, right? But it's not. Like, Remember Me is good for everything except for the gameplay. Which, that's not good. Well, I mean, like the world's great, good characters, you know, it looks fantastic. But the gameplay is not the hook for that game necessarily. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's weird, like, I've heard people, like, like, really like that game, maybe it isn't for the gameplay, maybe it is for the story or whatnot, but. Well, I had, like, a cool, cool idea of, like, memory mixing or remixing, where you have to, like, do this, like, do this kind of story thing and alter details to, like, get a different outcome, but they had only had, like, four of those, four or five of those in the entire game, so it was kind of a diversion, not, like, the main conceit of the game. So instead of the main conceit, was it kind of this bad Batman-style combat? Hmm. So, could you say that that's kind of where they got the idea for Life is Strange, then? Well, I, I imagine they were, like, just like, let's ditch this Batman crap and actually make a story-based game. So that's where Life is Strange came from, probably. <laughs> well, that worked out for them. At least yeah. on that front. Hopefully Vampire is good, just because you want to keep seeing good things from that uh, developer. And the last good like Vampire game was like Bloodlines from 14 years ago. Oof. Been that like, long? What's the last good Vampire game that you can think of? Uh, I thought Blood Ring was okay. Like yeah, but not... that was that was more just kind of character action. Like that wasn't more that wasn't about like I mean you sucked blood to get health back, but that's kind of that was about it. Right, yeah. Uh, I I guess it's not one of those like true games, but yeah, it's Also I think Blood Rain came before Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> blood Rain two? Huh? can't think of this right now, but... Yeah, Blood Rain 2 came out about the same time, but that was the worst game I thought. Yes. Well, it does prove your track record that there's not a lot of great vampire games, so hopefully yeah. this uh, breaks that mold. Uh, just for people like myself that really love this game, and are, I've been waiting for this, for them to come out with it for a while, even though I don't know when I would actually play it, Sunlight Chronicles 2 finally getting that new game plus. About eh, only two months after the game came out, so uh, yeah, you can go through the story again with all of your stuff that you had. Plus, you can get more blades, and you can keep developing your towns and getting more blades and 
getting all that. Pyro can finally go on Merc missions, which that was something a lot of people wanted. You can actually still level up your drivers and all that stuff with a reverse affinity chart. There's an easy mode, for which reason I don't know why you would need one, but okay. And yeah, so that's good that they keep, they're, they're really making that expansion pass worth it. So glad I paid my $30 uh, yeah. for that. Sadly, though, a series that you end up always reviewing, Dead Rising, uh, their developer in uh, Capcom Vancouver, getting hit with layoffs. Uh, they had to severely lower the what they're doing with uh, the next Dead Rising game. Uh, that basically 30% of the studio got affected and they had to cancel whatever project they were doing that was not Dead Rising. That's always yeah. sad to hear. I think I saw a comment about this. I want to say on Kotaku, but the guy was like, oh, Dead Rising, like to get further and further away from like what made Dead Rising one special. And I'm just like, and he, he was insinuating that that's why the games won't sell. I was like, no, because they they made Dead Rising four like Dead Rising one. I would never want to play it at, at all. Well, I mean, also it's not like there's just this great science of that game. Yeah, it's just mowing down zombies. I mean, honestly, that. That franchise honestly has a lot, lot in common with like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I mean you can make the comparison that it's Dynasty Warriors with zombies, and there's nothing wrong with that. It works; people like it. Just to expect this to be some kind of like system seller or whatever, it's not. I think people want like the whole like you have one safe state you can only save in bathrooms you know you have to guide you know survivors back to the base like all that crap and i'm like i wouldn't want to play that at all that's why i never finished dead rising one yeah like you really don't want to have to go through all that you know yeah or like the severe time limit stuff it's like i don't like time limits in games to begin with so i doubly wouldn't want to play that game Well, I mean, what do you what do you think they mean by scaled back when it comes to that game? I, mean, I imagine uh, maybe no, maybe no multiplayer, or maybe none of the uh, like screwball modes from Dead Rising Four. Um, I imagine it'll probably just still be a city, you know, different city, you know, different, you know, layout and stuff like that, but. I don't think it goes smaller necessarily, like like landmass wise. Yeah, do those games like really have a story or anything that's like they would have to consider maybe scaling that back or I imagine. Uh, the story gets scaled back somewhat, 
but I don't know how you could scale down the landmass. Like, I imagine it'll just be a different town, you know, a different layout and everything, but I don't think it goes smaller. Like, I don't think you could just put the game in, like, a mall, like the first game was, because that would tick off people. Um, I don't even know where you go from the story from here, because every time Dead Rising ends, it's like, oh, we have the cure for zombies. And then the next game is like, oh, zombies came back. It's like, okay, this has gone on for three games now. Let's, this is dumb. <laughs> we have the cure for zombies that they somehow came back. That, that literally is that, like Dead Rising Two. It's like, oh, we have Zombrex, but now we still have more zombies. And like Dead Rising, I don't think Dead Rising Three did that, but I know Dead Rising Four did it for sure. That's great. It's like we don't really know what kind of story idea we're going to do for this, so let's just say that there's more zombies. <laughs> uh, well, hey, maybe that's the reason. Why like I'm, just, I'm waiting for like Dead Rising to cross over a state of decay or dying light or something. <laughs> why not? Why not uh, just have Frank show up in uh, Resident Evil? Yeah. As a character or something. That'd be pretty funny, actually. He just... He starts... You know, he, like, he's just part of the team now. Yeah. Like I did. We're going to Raccoon City and start whooping on people. All right. Oh, this is not what we do, Frank. We have to go by really slow. That's one of the things. funny conceits of Dead Rising 4. Is at the end of the Dead Rising 1, I think Willamette gets nuked. And then Dead Rising 4, it's like, we built it again. It's like, <laughs> okay. Built it again. Would those people really sit there and, like, care that much about it to build it again? They wouldn't just go somewhere else. It might be only the mall that gets blown up at the end of Dead Rising 1, but it's still like, what? This is this I guess is I could see them building another mall. If, you know, you're not supposed to be in, like, 2018, people don't really care about malls, but... Sure. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. What do you know, people? They're making a Black Ops 4. Isn't it their turn? Yeah. So, you... This means that it pretty much... This is the next game, right? Like... It's for our concern. Well, this is what they're doing. Well, it's curious because, like, Black Ops 3 wasn't critically, like, it didn't review that well. I, I certainly had issues with it. Like, it wasn't a good game, necessarily. So, them going, also, like, very future, like, I know people trapped on Infinite Warfare for being, like, too futuristic, but Black Ops 3 was the same thing. I mean, you're, you're literally going inside people's minds and, like, fucking them up. Yeah, but that's, isn't that the series where it's everybody's kind of been okay with them going to the future, though? Not in Black Ops 3. Like, that like that's kind of the drawing. Like, there's a difference between near future, like, 20, like, 10 years from now, and, like, Black Ops 3 was, like, 40 years from now or something. I mean, so how far in the future can they really go at this point, then? 
Well, I think one of the things they said was Black Ops 4 is supposed to be like a return to the present. And it's like, what? Okay. Like, yeah, how does that how does that factor into the timeline? <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter, right? Sometimes they call a game 2 and it's a, you know, hey, Red Dead Redemption it? 2, it's really a prequel, but we're going to call it 2 <laughs> still. I imagine it's just going to all be on like a holodeck from Star Trek. <laughs> Why not? This one's going to come to Switch, though, apparently. Ported by a company familiar with COD games. I guess that's so, promising. Raven? Raven will be doing the port work? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, like, honestly, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I imagine it'll come to Switch. It'll be barely playable and be 60 gigabytes. <laughs> I mean, we... Okay, it really just depends on how much Activision cares, right? So, so look at look at my original statement. <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, Bethesda has proven that you can make a shooter work, and it's actually good in Doom. Yeah. Uh, Even Skyrim. Right, Skyrim. You, they're bringing Wolfenstein 2. So it's not like the genre can't work there. Uh, as long as you don't do a 2K and just say, oh, we don't give a crap and, you know, WWE 2K18 it, then I think it can work. I think the Switch owners will not let you forgive the, you know, look, it's not going to hurt Activision at all because it's probably going to still sell like crazy on PS4, Xbox, and PC enough to where even if they screwed it up on Switch the backlash they would get is not that severe, but I do think they need to be careful because this is the hot system right now. So I I just think they'll put in, I mean, it's, Activision has a pretty poor track record with porting, porting games to the Wii and Wii U and stuff like that. So I imagine they'll put in like the barest amount of work and say, here you go. I think with the Wii, though, that was a little bit different because you really... That was like designing a whole different game for that because of the Wii yeah, controller. and all that. This is much more akin to what you're getting with the other systems. So it's just, you know, lower res and you can make it portable. So, you know, I, who knows? It's just... We'll have to see how they... How, much they take care of it, but it doesn't surprise me. I think at all that they're going with Black Ops 4. Yeah. Will Treyarch ever make something that's not Black Ops? No. That's that's the bigger question. Because oh, let me try. To, let me look up, look it up. I actually did look up Treyarch recently, and I think like uh yeah, the last game they made was Quantum of Solace. Oh that yeah. Was, a decade ago, and the same with uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, which was a good game, but that was ten years ago, too. Everything else has been Black Ops? Uh, they did World of War. Oh, okay. And they did uh, Call of Duty 3, <laughs> which was a bad game. <laughs> well, that was before they started rotating the studios and all that, right? No, that was, that was their attempt to rotate studios the first time. Oh, okay. Well, there's their bad apple, I guess. Yeah. And Black Ops is a good series, but 
I think they're going to, I think four is the limit. Like they can, they can't drive it into the ground too much after that. Uh, they'll probably just start doing the subtitle thing or something. Yeah. And just start bouncing it around the timeline and be like, oh, we don't care that much. Like just, you guys care more than we do. Just, that's enough. Uh, there's a two, well, one's probably way bigger than the other one, but uh, two pretty significant delays uh, happen in this time period as well. Yakuza 6, Song of Life, getting delayed till April 17th. There will be a demo at the end of the month, though, that you can play. Uh, so that's really cool uh, for people that are very, very excited for uh, Yakuza 6. And, you know, it was supposed to come out March 20th, so it basically got like a month delay. Whereas uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 gets a big delay till October 26th. So if you were hoping that there would be one less game out during the fall season when everything pretty much comes out, you are wrong, folks. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out uh, during that time period. And this is going to include a Battle Royale mode. Because why not? Everything else <laughs> is got to have one. And there's going to be a huge online world. Uh, there's going to be a lot more stuff going in, uh, going on in the world itself. There's going to be a night and day cycle, and there's going to be a GTA Online pretty much thing as you'd expect as well. What do you think about these delays here? Yakuza is kind of a bummer, but I'm curious to try out that demo. You know, next you know week or two. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't think Red Dead was going to make its you know. August release date. I think that was the original pitch. Yeah, we kind of thought it would get delayed again, but... I mean, does it surprise you at all that there is a Battle Royale? <laughs> I guess not, right? Since... Uh, Battle Royale mode seems pretty funny, though. Yeah, it's just... Like... I want it to be like a hundred, a hundred cowboys on horses getting launched from a plane. Couldn't the horses like die before they yes, even get to the, the ground? Yeah. Like, hey, well, we have a parachute for the humans, but not the horses, so yep. they're pretty much here to die. <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, it just it's surpri- I mean, I guess it's not surprising that like everything it's gonna be more surprising by what big game doesn't have a battle royale mode at this point. But Madden. Yeah, Madden. And it, uh it'll be a fifty fifty player versus fifty player battle royale. <laughs> hey, you wanted the Blitz games to come back, here you go. <laughs> That's your one shot. Yeah. And then the NFL comes and says, we don't want, we did not tell you to put this in our game. What the hell? And then EA says, oh, well, we're the only game in town. Yep. We need, we're going to put loot boxes in here. To... You already, it doesn't matter already have that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kill the guys faster. Uh, 
so what the football, you... the football be, uh, bet- like so it goes through players. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it had spikes on it, so it starts just yeah killing <laughs> killing them. Uh, I should also note that Activision made a bunch of money. Who knew? They make money. They sell, like, some of the biggest freaking games that come out like, all year. They, they uh, own Hearthstone, right? And Overwatch? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just those two games. Oh, and Candy Crush. Like, just all those. They make uh, a bunch of money. So, uh, just to put this in perspective here, uh, including downloadable games, DLC sales, loot boxes, and in-app purchases on mobile games. They made $4 billion. Then people wonder why they don't, uh, you know, want to take loot boxes out or anything like that. Well, uh, go ahead. Well, at least the ones in Overwatch aren't like bad or anything so there's that I just think this is like crazy that uh, I think 2 billion came from Candy Crush by itself and then 2 billion comes from Hearthstone yeah and even Hearthstone they have Hearthstone has a mechanism where you can like create your own create cards like if you want some specialized card you can you know destroy what cards you have and try to get, try to get it right so like it's funny people constantly bitch about EA's like loot boxes and predatory nature Activision does a lot of the same stuff but it's just not viewed in the same way because they are greedy about it but they aren't too greedy about it well yeah that, not, that's what makes a difference though they're not yeah, super they're, it's not like infecting all of their games mm-hmm. and like you get loot boxes and like call of duty pretty at a pretty good clip. Right. But do they really, do they like affect the game badly though? No, that's the thing. It's all, at least yeah. in the ones in like world war two is all, it's all like cosmetic stuff. Like I'll dress up your guy in different, different costume or here's a new call sign banner and stuff like that. Like who cares? Yeah, see, that's that's the point, though. Like like you said, they're not in your face about it. So nope. that's what yep. makes people go, okay, we'll, we'll forgive this. Whereas EA is just like, you it's will... It's the point of the game. Yeah, you will deal with this. Oh, and then not just in Battlefront, you will deal with this in Need for Speed, in Madden, and in every that's other like, game that we have. Yeah. Like, like you know, I think the only relevant thing in Call of Duty is, like, there are golden versions of guns, and to get like the golden version, you have to get like five or seven random pieces of gear to like unlock it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a different calling card or a different gun camo scheme or stuff like that, and it's all random drops from the like back from the boxes, but you can't just, if you have the points, you can't just buy them, buy whatever you want from the menu. So if you have like, you want one golden gun, you have six of the seven things. You can just buy the seventh one. If you have the, if you have the right, right amount of points. Yeah. That doesn't seem too bad though. Yeah. 
And like I said, like you get, I mean, you can get like four or five boxes in Call of Duty daily if you really like grind it out. Like you know, it's not that hard. Yeah, maybe EA will learn a lesson at some point. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, you still have people going out there and defending them. So, uh, wasn't it their own like director or whatever it was? was well, that was the COO, I think, or chief financial officer, one of the two. I mean, I think I guess that's his job, but still, it's like there's so much negative about you. Just accept it and move on. Yeah, I think they got like rated recently as like one of the top five worst companies in America. <laughs> they have been a while since they weren't there, and now they got right back up there again. <laughs> like, good lord, EA, you just cannot escape it. Uh, you can't. Uh. We'll get to some of the individual stuff kind of at the end. I will uh, kind of put those two together because they're like sad news stories. But uh, Crash Bandicoot, no surprise, after Insane Trilogy became the fastest selling remaster ever for Sony, is getting a new game in 2019. And also the Insane Trilogy is coming to PC and Switch, which that's a little bit interesting. Uh, but that's when you have to remember that this is not a Sony-owned property anymore. It is an Activision-owned property. And that apparently Activision has a five-year plan for Crash Bandicoot. Do you, uh, you excited for a new Crash game? Well, it's funny that Naughty Dog sold Crash Bandicoot off. Yeah, it's like... Of all the series to sell off, I, I mean, I guess at that point when it was coming out on the, they sold it when the games were coming out on Xbox, right? That's yeah, because I think they sold it to, I want to say Warner Brothers or Sierra, mm-hmm. and that's how it folded into Activision now. I think it was Sierra at the time. I can look it up, but yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, I bet Sony is wishing that they would have been able to keep that by now. But it's funny because like Sony doesn't have. I mean, even now. I mean, they have Ratchet and Clank, but they don't really have like a furry, cute little. You know. They could mascot. bring back Jack and Daxter if they wanted to. But. Naughty I don't think Dog people aren't probably doesn't want to make guys. those anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, crash was bought by Vivendi. That was it. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then Vivendi did their thing where they got out of games. Or... Yeah, and sold it all this to, I think, either Sierra and Activision, and then Activision eventually got it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least Activision is doing something with it now. So uh, th- I think this game should be perfect for Switch. Uh, platformers just work really well in that system. Uh, coming to PC will also be a big boon for them on that. And having a new game, I think that's what sort of everybody wanted out of this was that okay, let's make this remaster so well so we can get a new game. And now they're getting that. Now we're gonna we'll get a remaster of Crash Twin Sanity. Everybody wants a a remaster of Crash Team Racing. 
but I keep seeing. Yeah, that was an okay game. That would also be great on Switch. You could have your game to rival about, Mario Kart. What about Crash Bash? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we can, uh, we don't have to remaster everything, everything unless we're putting it all in a collection and you can just, like, never play it. That's, that might happen. Uh, yeah. Hey, Far Cry 3. It's coming as part of the Far Cry 5 uh, season pass. Uh, it's it's going to be coming as a remaster to PS4 and Xbox One. Or it could be just support. Who knows? But uh, you'll also be able to just down get it as a separate download if you don't want to get the season pass. But hey, the season pass is going to include a way for you to fight the Viet Cong in Vietnam. Zombies, and you can go fight monsters on Mars. Because, why not? Crazy stuff but, happens in Montana. We just need to have it happen everywhere. I mean, this sounds like Saints Row 3 DLC. <laughs> but, like, what does this have to do with any of the stuff that's going on in that game? I have no idea. I mean, like, what did Blood Dragon have to do with Far Cry 3? Oh, but that's Blood Dragon, though. Like, I think that was meant to just be a total, like, what that was. Like, okay. Also, I can totally see people just completely making a big deal about the Vietnam thing. I doubt it, because people didn't care about it in uh, one of the Call of Duty games. I think it was Black Ops that had it, or Black Ops 2, for sure. Yeah, I, I know, it was a little bit different back then, though. This is, you know, the the year where everybody gets mad about something. So, I would not be surprised. And then with uh, the Far Cry 5 already being a bit controversial itself. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Are you a big Far Cry 3 person? It was kind of the one that set their formula in place. Yeah, it was good up until they really screwed up the story. Oh, that's one where they had the second villain or whatever, right? Yeah, which like completely derailed where the story was going. <laughs> oh, that's always nice. But hey, I guess if you want to, if you're like starting fresh with the whole Far Cry series of five, and you want to see where it came from. You I mean, I'll give Ubisoft credit, like, when they announce pre-order bonuses or season pass stuff, like, they gave you your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. Like, I mean, that's a game that they could sell for... I wouldn't be surprised if they sell it at least for 30 and... That reminds me of, like, when they had announced, like, South Park Fractured But Whole, so if you pre-order it now, you get the first South Park for, for free. <laughs> right, yeah, that was a great move uh, on their front. Um uh, Nintendo's like seems to be the only one doing that with uh, you know Bayonetta still, and the rest of the people that can offer you that sort of don't. They just go, okay, well, if you want to play our old games, you can, but we're gonna focus on the new ones here. Yeah. Uh, it's the surprising. I guess it's not too surprising after Andrew House stepped down, but uh, Kaz Harai is also gonna step down. As Sony CEO, he's 
being replaced by Kenichiro Yoshida. Uh, you know, Kazurai's been part of Sony since 1984. That's a long time. And he's, gonna, he, he's leaving in to make a new Ridge Racer game. Yeah. That's the other thing I forgot to talk about with the Bandai Namco thing. Ridge Racer is going to be exclusive to Switch. It's, was it Ridge Racer 8? Yeah, like it's probably. Been forever since we've heard about Ridge Racer, period. So. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think. They, they had, had problems with the past few Ridge Racers where they just stopped trying. Right. And they just kept recycling tracks, and it's like, ah, uh, all right. Yeah, being on Switch and probably getting Nintendo's help, I think that's going to help them a lot. Yeah. Uh, want to uh, do stuff well with that game, but yeah, uh, he's he's going to remain on the board of directors um, and uh, Yoshida already has a pretty big spot with uh, Sony anyway. He was their CFO. So um, he's just stepping in as the new president and CEO, so you know, great for him. Gets uh, more yeah. money, and I guess Sony will now be going in a totally new direction with new heads of state in various places. I mean, pretty probably a good time to do it while the PS4 is still doing great, and you know, who knows when the PS5 is going to come out? So next year. Oh God, please don't say that. <laughs> Can we just? Live in a world where we don't have a console coming out. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Don't worry, uh, Xbox is already there. So, uh, V-Movie is in the works, because somebody asked for that. Or they keep I didn't. asking for it. I don't know why. Uh, the movie will actually be the first project... From the reborn Desilu Studios. Because. Why? Because uh, it's a name that your grandfathers and grandparents know about. And it will be the first. Of a cinematic trilogy. Which will tell the full epic tale. In the manner that I always envisioned. Says. Yeah because we all know how well cinematic trilogies work out. I mean, I guess give them balls for introducing it like that, but... I, I imagine this movie comes out, it costs $90 million to make, and it makes 10 Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if they can get some big-name actor to be in it, or actress, then maybe. They get, they get The Rock to play the main alien. <laughs> you know what? At this point with The Rock, nothing is off limits, I think, with him. <laughs> that dude is making just everything work so well that, you know, it's already Jumanji 2 is already in the works. Uh, skyscrapers will probably still make money, even though it looks like it will just be okay. Uh, you know. Actually, I saw the trailer for that. I do like one part about that movie. What is that? 
I like that him, like The Rock and Nev Campbell, that's just going to be his, his, his wife. Like, they are of approximate age. Like, I think he's 45 now and she's 43. Like, yeah. that's good. It's not like Tom Cruise being 55, nailing 25-year-old actresses in his movies. <laughs> he probably requests that. He's a weird dude. That's Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's appropriate that, like, The Rock, I mean... He's playing like a middle-aged guy. He'd have a middle-aged wife. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he comes off as like the everyman in some of these, movies. like the same thing with like San Andreas and whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure it will do just fine, and you know, probably be a good movie, and we'll continue his streak of having uh, good movies. I think Southland Tales is still the only movie that was like really bad. He's had some clunkers over the years, but yeah, it's not that many though. He's he's a good track record. Um, remember Scorpion King? That was his first one. You give her a break. No, he was in the Mummy too. That was his first one. Uh, did he have a? He, he was still like a like a. I mean, it it's what led to like the Scorpion King having a thing, but yeah. Right. Fair enough. That whole series was just, you know, what it what it was. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, he moved on uh, from that and did not keep trying with uh, the mummy. Even though they tried to make a comeback, and I think the video game is at this point better than that movie. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of things that have track records, uh, Disney certainly has one, and they are, of course, prepping their streaming service, and right now, there are apparently multiple Star Wars TV shows being considered, <clears throat> which doesn't include the Star Wars series that apparently is going to be there day and date with the launch of the streaming service. Uh, there's supposedly a live-action Marvel show, an animated Marvel Monsters, Inc., which I know makes you overjoyed. High School yep. Musical <laughs> t- television show. And Lady and the Tramp. What is that, Lady and the Tramp 3? Are we remaking Lady and the Tramp? What are we doing here? Uh, yeah, they're up to th- at least three, because I remember the directed DVD, directed video, too. Anaya loves that Lady and the Tramp 2. I have no idea why. Uh of course, her and anything with dogs is great. Uh, the show where all dogs go to heaven. Uh, like yeah, I have out. that. She watches sometimes. Okay, yeah. Uh, the and then a bunch of stuff that I think is like original movies and whatever that. Who cares? But the fact that this also goes in conjunction with uh, the Beanhoff and. Why can't I think of their names? The guys that uh, write yeah, Game, Game, of, of Thrones, Game of Thrones, yeah, now also but, being put into at least two Star Wars movies, and then you have multiple Star Wars TV shows. Aren't we running into the man? We're really gonna run this thing into the ground. Here's the ultimate problem with Star Wars, and it's something I saw like Red Letter Media talk about is. As 
expansive as you might think Star Wars is as a property or like as a fictional universe, they sure focus on like one thing, and that's about it. It's the same thing I th- I talk about like with our stupid movies, like except for like the not the new sequels, but like all like that Rogue One is like this is how we got the Death Star plans and that Solo movie is like this is how Han met, met Chewie, and it's like I I don't care. <laughs> I ended up liking Rogue One. I felt like it was okay to have that like in between movie that set everything up. You know, uh, I don't Except know no. that the world needs solo story, but if they can make the movie good, I guess why not? Uh, yeah, because production has gone sw- swimmingly in that movie. Oh well, no, it hadn't. But I mean, the trailer looked cool. Like, I don't know I, what you thought about I, I, it, but I, 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 I just had a like a sneaking suspicion that like one of these Star Wars movies is gonna is gonna be like how Aunt Beru met Uncle Owen and how they how they became farmers or something. <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, how far can we go? I mean, supposedly those, you know, the next trilogy is not going to focus on the Skywalkers at all, so. Well, they're out of Skywalkers. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, they seem to be willing to go out of, we're done with that, we're moving on to something else. Like, if their solo films are going to also do that, then I guess it continues it, but. I just think you do have to worry about that. Like, where are you going to set all these TV shows at? Yeah. I mean, I think the cartoon shows work fine because they're cartoons. But, I don't know. When you get into live action, that's a whole different deal. I just think, you know, it's not like the Marvel shows have just been totally kicking ass or whatever either. So, no, I mean, like Netflix Defenders ones. was kind of disappointing, and Iron Fist is a mess. But like, I think Punisher was good. Well, I meant like you know, Agents of Shield is kind of like it feels like it's just there. And... I mean, that's that's probably on a on a it's gotten better over the years, but I just it's become irrelevant to an extent. Like it feels. Like, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first came out, they're like, this is connected to the MCU, you know. Mm-hmm. They occasionally had characters, you know, show up from the movies or whatever. And now it just feels like completely disjointed from that. Yeah, and then they took the Inhumans out of it to make that show was bad. And they'll never bring it back. <laughs> Thank God. And then, like, I... You know, uh, the Runaways is fine. Like, I wouldn't say. I haven't it's... seen it, but I've heard it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's not too. anything like marvelous, but it's fine. You know, uh, it's like I mean, their movies are doing so great that I guess you know they're gonna ha- they can take a hit somewhere, but it's just I don't know. You just you run that risk, right? Of I think Marvel uh, also has. They have a ton of different ideas to go from. I mean, they could make fifty different shows about like Alpha Flight, you know, Exile. And they have so many freaking characters. 
Yeah. Like, There's just not that amount of stuff in Star Wars. I mean, look at Black Panther. It hadn't come out yet, and everybody's freaking... People are freaking out about the fact that it dropped a percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, so... You know... I don't think people are people were ready to, you know, lambast Star Wars Episode Eight. Just it may also be that maybe Star Wars fans are a bit more touchy than Marvel fans, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that you're going to be mixing up so many timelines and whatever. If you have like let's say two Star Wars shows going at the same time. There's just not that, like, run of characters in Star Wars that makes you go, okay, you can completely have this thing over here that has nothing to do with this thing, and you can have a thing on the Runaways, you can have all those Netflix shows. Like, I don't know that Star Wars can do that, but maybe they can prove us wrong. I don't know. Right. What do you think about Joaquin Phoenix playing the joker in the film that you don't care about <laughs> yeah pretty much might be okay i mean he's crazy he enough like, though that when he, he could make it was work. announced like you you didn't go oh he'll be great like it was, there was a lot of trepidation with him so yeah i think you, you maybe you need to worry about him i'm not gonna say pulling a heath ledger but like how far deep is he gonna get into that character and you know, there's already a little bit of a Joaquin Phoenix isn't like, you know, too. He's not in the greatest mental state, let's say. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess this is okay. I just don't get the point of having so many different things going on with DC that. Like. You can't even get your movies right for the most part, but you're going to worry about having one Joker for the DCEU and then having a Joker where you can have him in another film. Like, I Just, okay. Do you get that at all? Because I don't. Well, it, it shows, it says a lot when like Marvel had their 10-year photo a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, you know, most of the people there. And, like, DC is f- completely floundering on, like, everything they've tried to do. Yeah, like, they had Wonder Woman, and then everything else is, like, alright, here it is. Yeah. People are not flocking to it, but keep on, man. They had Wonder Woman because it wasn't trying to set up. It was a relatively standalone movie that wasn't trying to set up like a whole cinematic universe. Right. It was just there. It was to set up her character, which is what Batman should have had, which is what Superman should have had. And she also did a really good job in the movie, too. Whereas, yeah. You know, Superman, they've just never really been able to nail. Well, they and... always try to like paint him as like a realistic like Superman in the real world. And it's like, no, he it's a cartoon. It's like, no, or it's a comic. I should say like, he's supposed to be like essentially too good, like too good for people. Yeah, exactly. 
don't know. I, I mean, but there's also a reason why you don't really have Superman games and almost Superman anything, just because I think he's yeah. just hard to nail in general. But uh, moving along from there, uh, Kim Possible. Maybe getting a live action movie. Uh, I kind of stopped watching Disney stuff right around when Kim Possible. So this doesn't like hit me right in the oh my god I want to see this. But I know enough about it, and it was a right decent enough show. <laughs> yeah, I mean it won Emmys or it won a Emmy, and. I mean, it's better than what Disney's putting out nowadays. Right, yeah. Aside from the DuckTales. Yeah, that's that's the long exception. But (laughs) the... A lot of people are stoked for this, so... I guess bring it on. Can they de-age Christy Carlson Romano to be the real-life version of Kim Possible? (laughs) I don't think so. Correct. But they can try. Uh, Best Buy is not selling CDs after July 1st. Uh, Target wants to buy them on consignment, which I don't blame them at all because people are not buying CDs anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying they're sad about this, but are you really? I mean, everybody uses YouTube or Spotify and all that by now. Well, to those people, I would say, like, CDs are a fine arc. It's nice to have, like, a physical object. Right. But it's the same thing with, like, PC games. Like, when was the last time you put in a DVD of a PC game and installed it? Hardly ever. Yeah. And it's the same thing with CDs. Like, unless you, unless it's, like, a very specific, specific, you know, circumstance, like, you're out in the middle of the woods and you don't have you know, a CD player and a pack of batteries. Most people just have their cell phone or their iPod. Yeah, and it's just, I think also because of Spotify and all that, people have gotten used to the, we don't own the music. Yeah. So we're totally okay with paying for the streaming service to listen to whatever we want, whenever we want, and we're cool with that. And if not, we can find it on YouTube and download it and, or you can just buy whatever track you want on iTunes or whatever. It, people with music, I think, more than any of the other mediums, people seem to be totally fine with digital. And I think or, it's or about the, time. Or they just become anachronistic and start buying fucking records again because they're idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, Best Buy is apparently going to keep vinyl for like two more years because people keep buying it. So. I, I hate I hate hipsters. <laughs> it's I just like I get it for like you know special things. Like if there's this game that you really really like and you love the soundtrack and you want to have it, cool. Like this classic band that you really love or whatever. But it's like just going. Oh, I want to go own half my library is now vinyl. Like really? Do you? You also live in Florida, so I'm sure he wouldn't make make that a fun thing to worry about. Oh no, it doesn't. Uh, something I I know I'm starting to like watch some of the first season X Files, but uh, I've not 
anywhere near where I could be watching what's going on right now. Jillian uh, Anderson recently announced that she was no longer going to do X-Files. She wants to do other things. And it's harder for her to do being attached to a show. However, Chris Carter says that he has more stories to tell and may press on without her. Are you cool with this? Uh, the stories that Chris Carter wants to tell are bad. So, no. <laughs> so you're like, no. So you're not well, liking this season? I haven't watched this season, honestly. Uh. Like, I... I like the last season, season ten. You know, they brought it back last year. That was enough to go like Chris Carter is insane. Someone needs to take the typewriter away from Grandpa and let him go sit in the home. So why like, why is he insane? Because he still believes in the conspiracy garbage. Like he's he's like Nomura is trying. You know, trying to be like he he always seems to have, he always says he has some grand plan. It's like no, you're pulling this all out of your ass, dude. Like, leave it alone. The fact that you created one good idea in the past thirty years should tell, like, should tell you all you need to know about your storytelling acumen. Uh, like, because they introduced like not repla- wrong. They essentially introduced replacement characters last season. I think it, I want to say. This Agent Einstein and someone else. It was uh, Lauren Ambrose and Robbie Amel as like you know the younger versions, or, like replacements for Mulder and Scully, and mm. they went nowhere. <laughs> Probably because he'd already gotten commitments from at least Scully by that, or at yeah. least uh, yeah. But it's like. People, I think people like X Files because of like the monster of the week conceit, like pretty much, mm-hmm. or like you know here's the mystery, then them trying to solve it. Not the you know the men in black are out there, you know the conspiracy and all this other crap. It's like that was never satisfactorily explained in the show. I should know. I watched the show. I have it on Blu-ray. You never fucking explained anything. <laughs> It's just like pulling stuff out of your ass constantly. Right. You specifically. Like other writers <laughs> work around it. Like they just go like whatever, who cares? Or they make fun of it. <laughs> but yeah, you do have a point that like, so he's made nothing? No. Like... I mean, I can look it up. I think he made Millennium. I mean, that lasted, what, two years? Right. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, this is he created X Files, Millennium, Harsh Realm, Nowhere, The Lone Gunman, which I liked, but that lasted like barely a season. It's something called The After, which I've never even, which I've never even heard of. Yeah, it lasted one season. Yeah, so still your point is valid. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you do like season ten and eleven of X Files. And I imagine with her gone, they're not going to get the company back either. Like, he's, he doesn't like the show either. <laughs> yeah, I would be surprised if he comes back without her. And, I mean, it's... Unless he's, like, really hurting for a paycheck or something, which I'm sure he can get work doing something else. Yeah. Uh, 
speaking of other things that are surprising, I guess maybe uh, Child's Play, the TV series, is happening. Yeah. I think that concept is kind of hard to work into a TV show, but those past few movies have done okay. We plan to use Child's Play in the title. We want to definitely signal that we are going dark, darker than ever before. It is going to be very creepy. Okay. Well, I like that Brad Dorif gets to can, gets work out of that thing. <laughs> uh yeah, it's, it's amazing. He continues to be able to do that. If you can get it on the right channel, like I don't know if Disney would pick it up for FX, but like you know, maybe Sci-Fi or. I imagine it would be on Lifetime. <laughs> On Lifetime. Like, as long as it's not on network, I think they oh, can no, really go that right and make it work. Um, I mean, he... I imagine, like, maybe, like, Cinemax or Showtime, honestly. You think they would go that? that I way? think Showtime might be, might be stretching it, but I, I don't think it'd cost too much overall. No. But it would allow them to have them freedom to, like, you know, have gruesome deaths and, you know, sex and violence and everything, so... Yeah, Mancini did work on Hannibal uh, as well, so he has some good credits to his name. It, it could work out, maybe. Uh, Movie Pass is now past the two million subscriber mark. Which the thing is, how are they? They're still we still don't know how they're making money. Uh, and from all intents and purposes, these guys are just the guys that are running it are basically just funding it, and they're hoping that they'll just figure out. The whole will make money later. They're, they're, they're investing everything in bitcoins. Yeah, I mean they're definitely probably going to hit their 2.5 million mark that they wanted to hit by the next year or whatever. But I, I think they said I think I read something that they are making like some kind of sale deal with companies that. Like movie pass because a certain stipend if they go and buy they go and watch that movie with movie pass or whatever but it's like I could just see this no matter how many subscribers they get eventually just being so much that they have to pay that they drop it out of nowhere and that's yeah. what makes me kind of leery about getting it because I. There's like no plan. It's just there. I don't know. I mean, I know you don't go to the theater. Yeah, I go to the theater to see like Marvel movies and like Star Wars. That's about it. <laughs> but like, if you but, saw something a little bit more frequent, would you think that it's worth getting? Or no, because the theater by me is cheaper. Right? Cheaper than movie pass. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, you have that. Uh... Like two dollar. No, it's like it's like five bucks for matinee. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. Before we get to the games coming out here, let's we got to discuss these two stories. I really don't want to talk about, but you kind of have to sometimes. Uh, Billy Mitchell got stripped of the Donkey Kong record, the arcade Donkey Kong, not. The Super Nintendo Donkey Kong. Uh, basically, he's being 
uh, charged with having used the emulator MAME uh, to achieve his uh, scores that he got. So, mm, I mean, is this really a big deal? I mean, to that subset there of people there is, but... I mean, Billy Mitchell has notoriety from King of Kong, but he's kind of a scumbag, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what he's made his name off of for so many years. So, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I guess if he did cheat, then... He should be punished and not have the record or whatever, but I think this stuff is... Uh, look, everybody takes their record seriously. So many people will... I just saw a thing where somebody apparently owns all the records for Dark Souls 3 or something. Uh, I get these that'll are like take, big things to people, but... That'll take them far in life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when, when the I robot finally rise up, it'll it'll be one guy to stop him. It'll be the Dark Souls three record holder. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and more worse news, because uh, it seems like we got to have one of these uh, Counter Strike co-creator Jess Cliff was uh, charged with suspicion of sexual exploitation of a child a few weeks ago. Uh, they have uh, charged him with paying for sex with a minor in 2017 uh, and on one occasion recording the encounter against her will. Uh, she is uh, now 16. I thought she was now 16, 16 So I imagine she was... Are they saying she's now 16 in 2018? Like she's already had a birthday? Or she was 16 then. I thought she was 16 then, but that was uh, my th- reading. This report was phrased weirdly. Apparently, like, that is the age of consent wherever he was in Washington, what? but yeah. this was obviously not with consent. So, I, or I, don't, I don't know how this is. Well, here's, like, he, he probably did some inappropriate stuff. I'm not going to, you know, defend him in that regard. But apparently he met her on like a hookup website, right? Yeah. For adults. And then so on like, Snapchat why? and stuff like that too. Yeah, so it's like, why was she on there? <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think she's innocent in this, right? If you're going, it's not like he's sitting there and he showed up at your house and this happened. Like you're talking with the guy. Yeah, like, he didn't, like, yeah, like, he didn't, like, come to her house and, like, kick in the door and, like, rape her, you know, holding a knife. Yeah, right. Like, I think, like, there are degrees to this, like... I think this is, like, a statutory thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it's that he's 36 and she's 16, and that's what they're doing here. Like, uh, and apparently that he, she's considered a minor still, so he paid for it. Well, uh, just... I don't know, this is one of those, like, you gotta be a heck of a lot smarter than... Yeah. Like, you're 36? Why are you... Sorry, whatever, dude. 
<laughs> like, why? He also had a girlfriend, which is which is pretty funny. Like, like there's not a 18 year old even you can go talk to or like anything well, on mis- that. Website? She, uh, she misrepresented her age on the website. That was okay, well that makes sense too. But it's again, that's what I'm saying. She is not innocent in this because if you're going around misrepresenting your age, then it's still just I totally understand Valve and everybody else that you know uh, they yeah, felt like they down. had to suspend him yeah. and all that stuff just this is one of those I, like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah I don't know it's, I don't I don't want to defend the guy but I also think it's just like it's just one of those just, what the hell man Come on. Why? Yeah. Uh, he's being held on $150,000 bail, which I think that means he would, just at 10%, he'd need 15000 So, uh, y- yikes. He'll just sell a few counterfeit skins and make that up and no problem. Oh, yeah, I guess he could, right? They're like going crazy with that. It's just... <sighs> that stuff's just bugs me like why the hell are you? you're 36 like what are you doing uh, um so we reached the end of the the podcast here uh let's just uh, bring up the there's a like i said a lot of games coming out in this february 13th to 16th window and then a couple of days later you also have metal gear survive uh so you got Alboy coming to console including Switch. You got Rating History Perfect Perfect Chronology, which I discussed, also comes out on Tuesday. Dynasty Warriors 9 coming out on Tuesday. Uh, the Fall Part 2 Unbound, Switch and PC on Tuesday. Crossing Souls, uh, same day. Kingdom Come Deliverance, another big game uh, from uh, Deep Silver. Uh, that's coming to... PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, the Monster Energy Supercross official video game that Square Enix decides they need to publish uh, coming to all I'll, the consoles. I'll be, I'll be all over that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pinstripe, which uh, Sean Comer is reviewing for us and is coming to console after being on PC last year. It's sort of like uh, has a nightmare before Christmas sort of vibe. Uh, longest five minutes, which Wes is reviewing, uh, that comes out on Tuesday as well. The first NIS game of the year, uh, Super Seducer, which is from Richard Larunia, who's the uh, big time. Uh, I don't know what you call those guys. They have a name, the uh, setup dudes, whatever. I, I know they have some guy pickup artists. He's the like big time pickup artist guy. And he finally is making a video game which has, like, legit FMV scenes and whatever, which is hilarious, by the way. Just the fact that we're still making games with uh, scenes like that. So it's uh, going like, like, to be like plumbers don't wear ties, too. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Stephanie's reviewing that. You got Secret Mana Remake for PS4 and PC 
uh, also coming out this week. Veneta 1 and 2 for the Switch coming out. And Fey as well. Good lord, that is a lot of games. So I'm only interested in one of them. <laughs> yeah, Bayonetta 1 and 2 are going to be awesome to play on Switch. Uh, I'm sure that Secret Mana Remake will be just as good. And Faye will be, you know, I'm sure will be the next indie game that everybody's talking about. So. I haven't had one of those in a week. Yeah, lots to look forward to uh, on that front. Are you going to play the final Middle Gear Survive beta? Yeah, because we need footage from it. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> that got screwed up the first time. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming. I think, what, the 18th? Yeah, so probably. 17th, something like that. I don't know. I, I, I've forgotten some gameplay things, so I kind of need to replay it to, like, brush up on it because I wrote like half a preview and I'm like, I was like I forgot so much yeah. stuff in the past few <laughs> like, weeks what are we doing so alright well until next week uh, enjoy your big week of games and <clears throat> you know you can always drop us a line at Humanity Plague at WTM Sean at WTM Network and let us know what you're playing uh, if you enjoy the podcast anything we discussed here and now yeah, we should check out wtipnet.com, check out 41mania, uh, check out Last Word on Life, and we will see you here next week. Later, everybody. Later. <laughs>